Pod Clubhouse. Win, 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 win. Yeah. Fuck everything else. Win, win. Hey, everybody. We are back again. This is Aisha. And I'm Ashley. And we are back to talk to you about Netflix's hashtag Black AF on yes, episode yes. five and six. We're going to jump right off into, I think, one of my favorite scenes so far in the series. <laughs> Let's talk about all the new characters we get introduced to in episode five at the barbecue yes. that they have at the house, at the Barris house, with just the Barris side of the family. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, Joya's side is the problem. So. <laughs> and you heard it. She said, I'm the problem. And right. he's like, look, right. make sure My you know. My family is the problem. Your so family is no, the problem. Your family, right. Because, you know, she, you know, just a quick recap for those. I'm sure you all know, you saw mm-hmm. the show that the fact that she was having she's struggling so hard with the fact that her kids Can't are not dance. really um yeah. dancing just not <laughs> identifying black enough mm-hmm. so she needs this barbecue because it's her side that's messing it all up they bring all these family members to the house man we got a good cast of characters here to, to definitely to definitely. laugh with we got cousin harold <laughs> right, right. I call him Hustlin' Harold because he got that hustle. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then Uncle Ray played by the funny Mike Epps, right? Mm-hmm. I we mean, we it. all... We love we, Mike Epps. <laughs> I love Mike Epps. He's oh, so yeah. funny. Aunt Nadine, grandma, oh, Grandpa, Grams, and Grandpa got an old... Got a, not old, a young... A nice young girlfriend. Young girlfriend. Sheena. Sheena, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did this bring back any, like, good memories for you? Like, do you feel like... I live this. Oh, this is my, absolutely. this is exactly how we used to do things. Cause yes. I felt like that for absolutely. me on my mom's side, for sure. So let me take a step back for a second and talk yeah. about barbecues and black families. Okay. Yeah. Particularly. So for me, in my experience, we call it a cookout where I'm from in Connecticut. And okay. it was literally where we would cook outside and eat outside in the show when they're by the pool and they're outdoors that resonated for me. When yeah. I moved to Texas, it became a barbecue, barbecue and it was less outside because of the heat, but more like <laughs> kind of a hybrid indoor outdoor. It was a very interesting thing for me to observe. I'm like, y'all for real, like inside, <laughs> You're not even eating, in- y'all, don't, y'all not eating outside. Like we, you know, we had the tape, like, you know, back when I would go to my uncle Melvin's, we would have the, the pig on the spit. We'd be outside the, you know, grown folks be drinking over in the <laughs> right? corner. I mean. You and you know, auntie's over there talking, and we got spades over here. Mm-hmm. We got dominoes over here. That's so right. Absolutely, all of that was just kind of. It was totally a vibe for me. I didn't even think about you know, I <laughs> my because my frame of reference is a Texas girl, so uh-huh. exactly what we witnessed. But the, you know, this LA, so their weather oh, yeah. is. Oh yeah. I went to college in LA. I I can attest, attest that that weather is beautiful. Oh, you know, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All times of year, you can be outside and it's not. Mm-hmm. But when you're in Texas, especially where we are, it's, you, not, you, you, it's not comfortable. No. There are, but we have those, you have those family members. Mm-hmm. So my mom's family is from east side, of, east part of Texas. And okay. you have family members that will stay outside the whole time. Most okay. of us don't. It is, no. you're right. It's like you cook and we go right back inside oh. to the air conditioner because that's it that's all we can handle the food was made outside that's where the food was made and partially well let me go you might sit out and eat you You might might, you might you know just go out there and watch the kids evening when it gets cooler right right right. you watch the kids (laughs) somebody watching the kids like stick your head out the door and then you come back in you know that's how it is 
Yes. So yes. Um, we did not want to get bit up by no mosquitoes either. Oh, so no, that's, that's a whole nother thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Depending on where you're listening, listening to um, and where you're at, you, you can relate. Yeah. You can relate or you can be like, well, we had a completely different experience. But on the whole, I think as family, you can definitely we all relate to that and how yes. you can have all sorts of people in your family and you may have to run from some and, and block them from some. <laughs> and I love it. I love the, the collective notion of the barbecue in the black community. Like who yes. would you invite to the barbecue? Certain folks aren't invited to the barbecue <laughs> and certain folks are. are. Right. And you know what the standards are. It's just a, it's a black community thing. It's a collective thing for us. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Before they get to the barbecue, I guess we need to bring up the fact that the biggest part of this episode is mm -hmm. based on the fact that Kenya, Drea, and Joya go see a film, a brand new, and right. they get advanced screening of oh, a black yeah. film by by a black director, and they yes. have to, and they, who is not named, <laughs> blurred out, <laughs> right? Um, but we get to see his the, an actor playing him at you mm -hmm. know in the end, but obviously we don't know who it is. They have mixed reactions, right? So this is the right, biggest part right. of this whole episode. Drea and Kenya absolutely hate this film. They think it's trash. I thought it was cool how they, they both were so adamant and passionate about mm -hmm. it. And then Drea's like, it got a 99 on Rotten Tomatoes. And like, they're so engrossed They're losing their film. mind. I mean, even to the point where Kenya is ignoring poor Pops, who's trying to tell him about this girl he oh, likes at school. And I'm Pops. like, oh, he was like, we're having a moment, Dad. Like his face is just so, you know, downcast at that moment. He so, totally um, missed that poor know, child. It was, it was poor pops. I, I kind of wanted <laughs> to, to, to come back. <laughs> Me too. Like, oh man, you know, that yeah. was a moment. It was interesting to see them uh -oh. have that in common. I, absolutely. I, the part is, is that they had the juxtaposition of mm -hmm. them and Joya saying, I thought it was good. Right. And they're like, what part did you think? I thought the writing was good. You thought the writing was good? Like that was, to her, she's like, I go to see a movie for pure entertainment. Mm -hmm. So yes. here we go. These are the, this is the theme of the show. It's like, okay, two different ways to view it. You've got somebody who is critically looking at the film, or you've right. got somebody who's just looking at it for pure entertainment. And Joya was just <laughs> simply watching the show for entertainment, and she thought it was good. So they get into this big like argument about it. And once they get right. to the barbecue, that comes back up the theme the the film comes back up because he starts asking his family about it right. and they proceeds to push them into their their own screening room to watch the movie before that though what i find interesting is cousin harold who i call hustling harold that's his, right in my mind that's his nickname because he's just like I, I can do this you know like we can make this movie together right. my life is a movie and we all have that one cousin who's like sort of annoying but then also sort of profound and brilliant at the same time like how do you <laughs> like wait a minute did you just say that you know yeah. but anyway he goes into this this conversation with his cousin Harold about Joanna man and <laughs> how there's this whole stigma of toxic masculinity in the mm -hmm. black community pops off about that and it brings uh, Kenya back to this notion of like what do we consider good in our community like how do we gauge what's quality in terms of black film and black art you know and I was like oh my goodness this is a interesting conversation and then they get into yes like you said the the uh, what movie were they watching together was it Green Book it wasn't Green Book was it no they all watched the movie he oh, they screened the, okay yes he screened the actual it. movie right. that they were right. that they're talking okay. about this whole time that we there don't know we the go. we don't know the name of right because they talked about Green Book. They mentioned right. Green Book. In the yeah, because they were like, yeah. what? Because the point, I guess his point was, and then, you know, it's funny because I start to think about this in my own life, and I know you probably have a similar situation, but I've had this 
conversation with a couple of people that are in my family. We have these same type of conversations where you've got some people in my family that are absolutely opposed to watching certain black movies, okay? Really? So, like which mm-hmm. ones? Like our in this episode, we get Tyler Perry's movie. We get Tyler oh, Perry and his yes. movies, right? <laughs> so this is a big deal. Like, yeah. I remember one Thanksgiving, Asha, we had a knockdown drag out about Tyler Perry. Oh, it was my my Annie. It was my Annie's. It was my brother, my sister, some spouses. We got and my Ooh. cousins. We got into it. It's the Talk same. About it. It's the same thing. (laughs) It's the same, you know, the notion of whether or not on one side thinking we only want quality films. Why are we allowing us to come up with films that are not as are not high quality in some some people's opinions and then other opinions? It's like, what do you we're we're enjoying ourselves. It's Mm -hmm. funny. Mm -hmm. It's entertaining. We are just supporting black films in general. Yes. Then the question becomes, well, by whose standard are we judging? You know, like, exactly going to say that Tyler Perry's films have terrible writing. Well, what's the writing criteria? And I think that's what Kenya is getting into. Like, how do we even police our own stuff? Yeah. You know, and I was like, wow, because to be honest, I mean, I've I rode the whole wave of like Oscars so white and, you know, time's up and all of those different things. Mm-hmm. And that comes up in this episode as well. You know, all of these different social movements where it makes it very difficult to to be critical because you're thinking about, well, who's being left out of this conversation if I'm being critical here. Right. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to like looking at, like I thought about some really great black films and I, I really examined myself, you know, watching this episode thinking about, okay, what are the black movies that I know I love and why do I love those movies? And I can tell you that the movies that I most cherish, for example, the color purple, mm. um, beloved waiting mm-hmm. to exhale. Mm-hmm. Those three movies have, have several things in common. They're all, of course, they're full of black women. Mm-hmm. So I see myself in them, right? Okay. They're also written by black women. Women, right? I was going to say that. They're also based on books that I've read. Okay. So I was like, okay. So that's where you find your value is through the written. Right. Okay. But then there's all other great movies. Like I just watched Lena Waithe's Queen and Slim the other day, and I was completely blown away by it. It was beautiful and, and horrific at the same time. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's many different ways to gauge it depending on, I guess, where it falls in the genre. And I, that's a conversation that didn't happen in the show, obviously. But genre, I think, is a big, important part. But that's something that I feel like... The arts in terms of what's mainstream and like the the academy, quote unquote, right. that is over, you know, in charge of the Oscars, they've had time and privilege to be able to flesh these things out. Our folks haven't. Right. So we're just really getting into the, the notion that we have now the capacity to think about what makes our art good. We need to be able to create those spaces together. So I'm just thinking, I mean, I think it's pretty cool that he brought this conversation up. To Michaela's point, when they're in mm-hmm. the writer's room, you know, she yeah. says... You know, why can't both types of movies be made? You know, mm-hmm. if, if we're yes. just going to just like simplify it by two types of movies. I mean, clearly there's more types. I'm just simplifying it for our, the sake of our discussion. But she's like, why can't both types of movies be made? And why does it matter what scores they have as long as they're still being made? You know, like, right. should we be wow. just celebrating that we we're at a mm-hmm. point now that our movies are being made mm-hmm. and more? I won't say as much as we really want or need but mm-hmm. more than before. Yeah. Do you see yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? I do, yeah. So I I love that point that she makes. And I just want to throw out there, I love how 
I guess I really see value in Kenya Barris's mind in this show, like how he portrays. I don't know if this is how he is in real life, but I mean, I can kind of guess. But mm-hmm. in the show, he portrays himself to be someone that, that even though he can be a jerk in a lot of areas, right. he is so serious about his craft. And it's almost to like, I compare it to an academic level because, you know, academics and yeah. in school right now for me. I'm in a space where like I'm studying for my for my doctorate mm-hmm. and I'm in a space where when you publish something, you seek critique, you seek peer review, you seek others to tell you whether it's correct quality, you know, and there there are very clear standards in, in particular fields and there's whole ways of looking at those things. And so he's like. I want them to tell me if my if my shit is trash. Like right. I want to know. You know what I mean? Like I want, and so that's kind of how I am as a writer and as a student. Like I look to my professors as mentors. Like I want you to tell me if this is trash because I want to be able to enter the conversation. Because you don't just want to be. Because to his point, yeah, yeah, he's not just looking to be a good black writer or a good black filmmaker. He's looking to be a great writer, a great filmmaker. Yes. Period. And I, I found that to be really. I, I respect that. I respect I really that too. Respect that. I did. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is where we see his problem and his his own insecurity in the show or that he's yeah. <laughs> is that he's he's trying to seek. He says he's trying to seek approval from white America mm-hmm. is what he said, you know, and that was mm-hmm. and that's interesting. Like, but then who does he go to in right. his panel of his, people? Right. Those are that's not white America. You know, oh, the ca- well, yes. whoa, 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 let me call it the ca- the uh, Illuminati. <laughs> The right, the high, council, the high the council, high council, which is hilarious. I, I was like, it. yes, yes. But when you know, who does who does he run to to find out what they feel? Right. Yes, and and if we're talking about the moment when he when he pulls in, you know, these really powerful show producers and mm-hmm. um, you know writers, writers and mm-hmm. directors mm-hmm. and actresses and actors, he pulls in folks like Ava DuVernay mm-hmm. and Lena Waithe, mm-hmm. Issa Rae. Issa Rae. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, so he pulls them in. What I love is like, they're all clowning each other, right? They're all clowning each other's work. And it was hilarious. But under the surface of that, what I noticed is that each of them brings a a different flavor to the conversation that they don't even realize they can leverage. You know, like, and I think that's what Barris brings them in for. Like, you guys don't, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Like, are you guys thinking about this too? And he's kind of asking them. And so- I think what what triggered it for me is because I just I love and admire Ava DuVernay so much that Mm -hmm. when she goes, you know what, this is, you know, this is not the beautiful gathering that (laughs) That I thought thought it it was going to be. And and that is so something I would do like, you know, that sounds like you. (laughs) From what I know about. Yes, I think that is definitely you. You you would have been like, this is not the beautiful gathering that I thought we were going to come together and discuss this. Right. In positivity. Exactly. Like this is not the energy that I want to <laughs> engage in with you. So yeah. And I just so so professorial her, you, know? you right, are, you know, and so I love but I love that she brought that to particularity to it. And I, then I started thinking about everybody else's differences. Like Lena was the one who stuck out like I'm gonna I'm gonna cancel something. Look, let's let's do this. Like, like even she was willing to do that. Each of them bring something different. That's what we need in our community. That's what we need amongst our people is the willingness to embrace our differences and still leverage that collectively somehow. I fully agree with that. Let's just to be devil's advocate, let's play that sure. off of how Tyler Perry views when they oh, go talk to him. Tyler Perry, okay. Yes. When they go actually talk to him. And I feel like I don't <laughs> oh, even man. feel like this was acting. No, I felt it was so authentic. I think it was his moment to really blow off that steam. Like I really don't care y'all like y'all think I care. <laughs> 
I was like, is he? Do you he... understand who I am and what I have built? And and it's based on this. If you have a principle and an ethic as a black man or a black woman, it works for you. And, it, you know, like he's creating space and making room and opening doors for so many folks. He doesn't have to care about what you know rotten tomatoes is saying and for me in particular many of his movies to me are trash like there's the writing isn't as good as what i would consider good but i've i mean i've laughed i've enjoyed them right. and i'm also thankful for what he's doing in the community in, in terms of the arts and and filmmaking he is unapologetically black he you is. know what i mean he totally, does not totally yeah. to me it's so refreshing to i mean mm-hmm. First of all, just to have the type of security in yourself and oh, what you absolutely. did. And I'm sure over the years it has, I mean, it's not like it just showed up overnight. I understand no, that. No. Right, but right. the way that he just, he explains where he's coming from, that he mm-hmm. super serves his niche. Oh, you know, he's like, he's like, line. I, I oh, super serve line. my niche. And I was like, wow. What? Yeah. What? And because yes. he doesn't, I mean, <laughs> He's like, I'm speaking from our point of view. I'm That's serving right. our point of view. I'm talking to us. It's about us. And I don't care about and what everybody else thinks. He could care about so rot- care less about Rotten mm-hmm. Tomatoes. He could care less about the Academy Award. Mm-hmm. He could care less about all that stuff. And guess what? He's still successful and doing his right. thing at the end of the day. So I applaud him in that way. And, and I stand in awe of him, especially just... I mean, I, he is a new fan just on just that little bit. Oh, Even though I know yeah. this is a show and it's scripted, I felt right. like that wasn't exactly scripted, that he just could have just said that any at any interview that you picked up. I really do. Right. And, I, and you just said it. It's scripted, right? I also think that while he's he could be perhaps speaking for Tyler Perry, in a very real sense, this is a show that Kenya Barris created where he is truly going against the grain in many right, ways yeah. and really showing like I truly am going to I'm going to tell my story in my way right and I'm going to be unapologetic about it in a way that mixed dish can't blackish can't exactly you know all exactly. of those shows can't necessarily tell that story in this particular way and so in a in a very real sense Tyler Perry's voice is also Barris's voice so he's really voicing what Barris is trying to tell us. Like, I don't care. This is for our people. Yeah. Oh, like, so there's it the point. For everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It ain't for everybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this and that's also, you know, when I share this on social media and et cetera, I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? I think when people even hear us talking about it, they're going to hear different sides of us and our opinion. But at oh, the yeah. same time, it's not it's not for everybody. You know, it's not. No. <laughs> it's and not, it's not going it's to be for not. everybody. Mm-hmm. It, no, um, no way. It can't be. Yeah. So I have a family member that is an actress out in L.A. and she uh-huh. is uh, she is just she's great. So she's listening to our podcast. But she had asked me, she goes, is this show improv? Because she thought it was. And I was like, no, <laughs> it's actually not. You know, it no. it kind of comes off. And she said she'd only caught a couple minutes or something. And mm-hmm. I think she thought for some reason it might have been improv. And so so it's it's something that people have already thought about, I think. And yes. maybe there are parts and maybe some behind the scenes, we'll get some behind the scenes information on what what scenes were improv and what scenes were actually scripted, because I'm sure there was. That's very interesting. I'd love to know if that scene with Tyler Perry was because he pops off and it's it's in the most beautiful way. I think it's great. <laughs> yeah, we, we need some we need some background information on that. Tyler, sure, Tyler, please sure. call us. Like, let us know, Tyler. <laughs> we would love to hear from you about this. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he's going to get right on that. I'm sure. Oh, man. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So they end up actually going going to this panel, 
that he'd been debating about not going to about the film. Lena Waithe goes with him and mm-hmm. they, they're yes. up on the stage and he decides and Lena says that she's going to back him up. Like, yes, let's do this. Right, right. You know, <laughs> I'm backing you up. Let's go. I'm going to cancel my stuff like you said earlier. And so they go. He goes in on the movie and decides that, you know, says what he feels about it. And he stands in his truth. And then Lena kind of turns on him, right? I was like, oh, and she's like, oh, I liked she it. She does. She folds. She, she folds, folds big folds. time. But th- <laughs> he's, what did you take from that? Because you think she went in there like that expecting to do that? Or did she just feel so. bad? I- no, I saw it coming, but I don't think she went in there with that. Okay. Uh, I think she was for real. She was gung ho at first. Like, let's like let's not play games. We're going in here and we're gonna keep it one hundred, okay? So they get in there and then <laughs> old boy starts talking about the movie and he goes he pops off about, you know, the meaning of the ending of the film and then you slowly start to see this transformation happen with Lena and with Kenya and they're both super uncomfortable. They're slumping but, down further right, and further but physically. Like, he, he is on that bullshit. Like, this is not it. And then Lena's like, well, you know, and she tries to save it. But I think in the, in, in that moment of truth and judgment, she just goes ahead and folds. And it's just like, yeah, I liked it. <laughs> you know, I liked it. Well, but in her own right, like, oh, man, Lena's such a great storyteller. Oh, and I yeah. loved her and Master of None. And then that you too. Is, oh, that is one of my goodness. favorite she series. Awesome I've watched that. that. Yes. I don't know how many times. That's one of my I favorite. Love it. Yeah, yeah, I love Master Because you know, I got it's got some Indian and black in there. So, yes. like, I'm. Uh, yeah, I know, right? It's, so, that appealed to one. me very much. Right? So, I love, I <laughs> love he, Aziz. And it was so good for me. Oh my gosh, Aziz, I'm sorry. It's so amazing. Yeah. And to see people in their 30s, like, living life. It, and I was, you know, I'm still, well, at the time I watched it, I was just barely 30. And all uh-huh. oh, this is literally like what it's like to be in, your in the city, in the, in the yeah, New York City. You know. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, but Lena's Lena's brilliant, and so it was so funny to see her in that space, just kind of like trying to. Uh, she hold tried. It <laughs> she did. She, tri- she tried. Well, I don't even know. She just <laughs> yeah, you're right. She crumbled after she goes in. I mean, she got like a standing ovation off off of what she said. Like basically, like we got to root oh, for yeah. black people. We got to support each other for our own unity. Yes. And yes. she just gave that. You know, she gave that like line, and everybody's like, yes. You know, just like but that standing that's ovation. That's really the that's the party line right now. And I think for Kenya Barris, you know, even when he he assembled the <laughs> the Avengers, <laughs> the, the Black High Council, right, the when Avengers. he assembled them, when he assembled them, you know, if you notice, he goes, so what y'all think of the film? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, who made it? Mm-hmm. And as soon as he says the name, they, they're like, oh, that was it, was, good. it was cool. It was cool. It was cool. But that see, was good. You, you're right. You're right. I didn't mm-hmm. even pick up on that. But that was mm-hmm. it. That was the moment. And, and that was the moment that it separated those two worlds and and Kenya Barris is kind of like, okay, I'm willing to hold us to a critique, a level of critique that is something that we can be proud of. Yeah. Regardless of who made it. Right. He wants that, you know, peer review kind of critique. He cares about the discourse and what makes it good for black folks. And not everyone takes that seriously. It's difficult to stand out and stand alone on a particular ethic or idea and sometimes that idea is ahead of its time you know so my my thought is i wonder if he'll put together i wonder if this is kind of like the kernel for something that they're doing behind the scenes like maybe they're going to put together like a black motion picture arts and sciences kind of like a black academy of sorts like i really wonder if they're gonna i wonder do if that. it's that already hat that it's already I, exists I, I, I think it already exists i was looking around and I, I i know that there's something out there but i'm not sure to what extent so i'm oh. curious about 
if this is going to become more of a thing. And if it doesn't, why not? I know, right? Why not? Yeah, that would be amazing. All in all, I thought that was a great, great episode. Dre is is super proud of her dad, which was... Oh, she is. Which is a great, was a nice little way to end them and the the movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not Mm -hmm. the movie. It's a show. And the end the episode (laughs) because she, she just, she, she's like him, you know, they're, Mm -hmm. they're very much alike and she's doing what he's doing or wanting to get into the same industry that her dad is. I thought that was wonderful that she's like, look, at the end of the day, you know, I'm proud of my dad and I'm proud for what he stood up. So at the end of the day, he basically, you know, taught her his own lesson, right? And so she is super proud and and happy with it. So we move on to episode six. Yes, yes. Don't you wish that this show would slow down? I just feel like- I know. I feel like eight is not enough. I am already like, wait, is there going to be another season? This there is better not be. There are better. Be. I think there better be. Go ahead and just tell us another season's coming out because every right. person Let's that go. I've read on Facebook or Instagram, any social media is saying that they have not only finished the season, but gone back and watched it a second, sometimes third time. Right, right. So have you heard that? I mean, I've heard, I've been reading oh, that. Oh, yeah. Every, everywhere. I mean, in the Facebook group that we're in, yeah. talking about folks are saying like, I've already watched this three times. And right. I mean, it's an ongoing conversation. So- and you find new stuff to pull out every time you watch it. I mean, and then, you know, people keep showing up like Mike Epps in episode five <laughs> and Nia Long in this next exactly. episode. I mean, I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, look at these folks. They're just- a little a oh, pro man. tip. Pro tip yes. for those who don't. Pro tip. Well, let yes. me tell you this, that for those who don't already do it, I do it all the time because I had kids and we wanted to help them learn how to read. But we started watching things with closed captioning. When you turn mm-hmm. the closed captioning on, you pick up on little tiny words or things that you may have missed. Just because you picked up your phone during a scene or you the doorbell rang or something or you right. were eating food or something like that. But when this closed captioning comes on and I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, I've missed that the first time. Also, probably not good when you've got little ones and they're not supposed to be listening or watching when they come by and read. But, you know, you got to keep them out. Got to keep them out. Right. But um, anyway, so this episode is Joya centered. Yes, yes. With ma- mommy, mommy <laughs> centered. So it a little close to me. Yeah. Yeah, this was touchy for and I, yeah, I had to check my own bias me. watching this because I was like, uh, I had a hard time with did parts you? Of this one. Okay. I did. Well, I want to yeah. know your, let me we'll wait. Yeah, but we'll I would love to hear because I think we are going to have two very different opinions on okay. this. Okay. And maybe not. This is just my prediction mm-hmm. now i'm a okay we'll see now we'll i'm see a, a swami <laughs> and i've now predicted the future <laughs> that we are going to have two different don't y'all want to hear us argue with each other no just kidding <laughs> <laughs> right ready for a debate <laughs> we've been always like yes you're right you so yeah, agree yeah 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 uh, but this is why we get along <laughs> but is, hey if we true. if we disagree we disagree i'm i'm all for it our conversational style really matches our Zumba style. Like we have to be in sync. Thank right? you. Yeah. You know, you know how And it when is. we <laughs> dance together, we are in sync. So this is why we can talk, people. That's right. That's They're right. They're all like, where, but where can we Zumba with y'all? Oh, don't you wish you knew? <laughs> Sundays at 6 p.m. <laughs> right. We're like, you can catch us virtually. No, just kidding. All right. So um, anyway, right. Well, let's talk about mm-hmm. Joya and her needing to prove her boss status. Yeah, to the family constantly because she decided to stay home and raise her children. Mm -hmm. So I feel like back up. Everybody knows she was a lawyer. Everybody knows that she 
stopped uh, practicing law. But mm-hmm. here's the kicker, Ashley. This is what punched me in the gut. They said three years ago. Okay, three, that's it? Right. For me, those children are uh, how old? Set 18, the oldest is 18, 17, 13. 18, 17, and she's only 13. not been working for three years and y'all are tripping? Right, that's not a lot of time at all. That's not. I have not worked, well, I'm working now, but in my profession that I went and got my degree for, I became a stay-at-home mom. It has been 13 years for me. Wow. But I've been, let's see. You do a lot though. Well, now I'm, you know, now I'm an instructor and I'm in fitness and that kind of thing. And I've been doing that for eight years, but in a professional outside the house in, you know, behind a desk, doing the whole, you know, where I'm using my degree, corporate thing, it was 13 years. And Mm -hmm. even if I still wanted to go back today, I could do that. And you sure could, but that's, Mm -hmm. that would be, that's 13 years. She barely said three. That's a blip on. It is. It really is. I mean, I was like my teaching career. I know. I was like, did they just say three years? So to put it in perspective, Aisha, you've been out of your corporate profession as long as I've been in education. Okay, there you go. So 13 years for me is my entire teaching. Okay, okay, yeah. So I can't imagine, you know, my first three years, I was still a rookie teacher. I was still what 25. I mean, Mm -hmm. not age wise, but like experience wise, I was still super green Mm -hmm. in the classroom. Mm -hmm. So three years isn't a lot. It's nothing. I mean, I honestly feel like, (laughs) and I'm gonna say something that nobody told me when I became, you know, everybody has this Oh, you you know, it would be so great if I if I could just concentrate and raising my kids and I not have to work or not not have to work outside the home and battle traffic and have to balance my life and my my family and my career and all this. Some people say that, okay? Some people say that right. they would they would like that. I'm not going to say everybody. But what nobody told me is it takes a good two sometimes of that 3 years to just get comfortable in your own skin leaving right. your career. Like they're just now, yeah, they're just now starting to ask questions. And I think that's right. appropriate, but they might not realize it yet. I that know. That's actually the appropriate time to be asking these questions because now you're kind of acclimated. N- just now. Right. Know? So yeah, just anyway, now, I'm sorry. Right? I got on that tangent because oh, that just good. made good. me, not at all. Yeah. that made me like, I wanted to like, cring- I cringed so hard. I was like, oh, oh no. Yeah. It was a cringe worthy episode. Not going to lie. Even the awkwardness between her and her two friends, like her publicist and her friend slash colleague. Right. And Nia Long as her publicist, by the way, Levette is (laughs) absolutely hilarious. I mean, unbothered, grown-ass Nia Long is just like, yeah, you should totally, you know, this is what you probably want to say. And then her friend is like, wait, I'm coming over there. You don't know what you're talking about. I love the two of them together. I I love that whole dynamic. But I think the questions I asked about Joya, is she in the trenches? Is she, you know, like, what, is she really working, you know, by... You know, like, is that considered because I'm not a mom, I'm not a mom. So I don't know what it would be considered in the trenches of motherhood. Right. So to me, when they start kind of harping on her and like messing around, like especially Kenya has his like side comments, his little, you know, under his breath, like you didn't really Mm -hmm. cook that. To me, (laughs) I get the the comedy in that whole scene the fact that i mean she's getting her <laughs> makeup irony. done irony of it she's getting her makeup done she and here's lupe she had there, lupe's actually. making the food and she's like i cooked <laughs> breakfast and i've dropped off the kids and all this stuff is it really about doing the work or is it about having the intelligence to figure out how to do the work and also do what you have to do at the same time 
Like, can we applaud the woman for that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's what and I was we, looking at. That's that's real. So yeah, for me, it's like, real. but you didn't see all the work she put into it behind the scenes to have all that line up so that right. everything was working properly. Everybody got dropped off at the right schools, I'm sure, at the, at, at the time. She's coordinated. She's got food going. She's got her makeup going. She's got her publicist on the line. She's got a friend on the line. She's She's multitasking. That's what I saw, not ah, the fact yeah. that she's not really down in there. So you have to actually pull up your sleeves and be like in the sink cooking and, and, and to be doing that to be actually considered having it done. Or is it just done? Wow. Well, there it is. Why? Why is that a problem? Then? Good point. So Good that point. was my whole mm-hmm. thing. And see, those are the that's exactly why I asked the question, because there is an element of it that I didn't understand yet. And I still, you know, like in mm-hmm. my own life without children, I have to have a certain level of coordination and and wherewithal to multitask things and be productive. But I'm asking myself, what defines a productive mom? And I think that is what you just defined for me. So that completely makes sense. You know, as we as this world has progressed, as technology has increased, we've we've evolved into figuring out how to make things work for us instead of making us work harder, you know, making other things work for us women as a whole are using those tools Mm -hmm. you know bravo for her for uh having all that handled so i think it's the whole it's this whole idea that she brings up with her assistant and her friend about black women and their second act oh man that rant she goes on. okay yeah the second act right and the fact that black women have always had to fight. So it was civil rights and the feminist movement. All my life I had to fight, basically. Mm-hmm. Those two that we had to battle at the same time. And guess who? Guess what we had to choose? The civil rights. We chose civil rights. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So she goes on and they're like both like, oh, okay, well, maybe not, you know, say that for the interview. But <laughs> how about no words? How about we just not? But <laughs> the fact is she was right. Was she, she not? Was. I mean, in my opinion. That rant, it resonated for me big time. Um, especially as a student and yeah, absolutely. It It is exhausting. I mean, Uh it's exhausting and she's clearly at that breaking point. Right. And what irritated me so much, I guess what I had such a hard time with was Barris and his double standards. Exactly. (laughs) You know, like poor Lisa. Can we talk about Lisa? Oh, she cried. Poor Lisa. You know, like that hit me too. Yeah. In a in a way, I was just like, okay, like he didn't have to do all that. But you, okay. Well, this is a whole nother. And the thing is, is a whole nother thought about how men and women interact in the work, interpret emotion, and yes, interpret emotion and interact Mm -hmm. in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So many times has my husband, you know, in his industry, it is a male dominated industry. And so there's very few females. So you tend to have all of these guys that work, work, work all day long, all day, you know, and mm-hmm. if there's any school activities, if there's any, you know, concerts or games or anything that they need to go see, it's usually the mother that goes to see him because the father has got to be at work in the and in that quote unquote traditional type of life okay that right, right. kenya and joya are in and so she's like she's the one that goes to so she said i go to the parent the boys parent teacher conferences so i resonated with that i go to the boys you know i go to my kids parent teacher conferences my, my husband also makes an effort to be at as much as he can but 
it is looked upon like, uh, you really got to leave. Yep. And that is the problem. And why, why are men not stepping up and being mm -hmm. that same way? So as, as crazy as Lisa is, look, I am not on team Lisa and some of the stuff she said, but that right there, when she cried, I felt, a, I felt for her. Yeah. Did you get and another perspective or not? Or was that? No, I agree. I think the, the moment where I'm thinking about his double standard and, and, and to your point about where are the dads, like why, why is it? that it's the expectation, mm -hmm. you know what mm -hmm. I mean, for the wife and the mother. When he goes, well, I'm here, so. But he was taking his his issues out, his own marriage issue with her. Yes. You see what I mean? Which is just, which is just if not more emotional than- Than what she did. At the table, exactly, right? exactly, I'm you know, sorry. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. the, in the next shot, in the next shot here, we have him popping off about, she 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 didn't hold up her end uh -huh. like she you know i married a lawyer not a housewife or whatever the mm -hmm. case may be and his whole thing when the subtlety of him saying well i'm here is like him saying in that moment him showing his ignorance to the fact that yeah you're here but your wife is the one coordinating all, all of it things and moving the parts. reason why you're the reason here you be, right the reason you could be here and then yeah unbothered is you know is because she's at home handling mm -hmm. the rest Correct. That's what, yeah. and th and I think they did a great job going back and forth with their conversations to show the audience both sides of their of the of their argument and how they not even argument because they hadn't even had an argument yet, but just right. both sides of the conversation of how they're both viewing the whole thing. So mm -hmm. I don't. I, I was trying to be like I was trying to be very open minded about it. Like okay, no, check think, your bias. You were right. No, I think I don't think that's a bias. I think that's a re that's a reaction based on experience. Okay, <laughs> well, you know, you've been you're a, you're a woman who's been married more than a few years, yes. so you know, yeah. you know, you know what you're looking at yeah. for sure. And and a mother too, you know, like I can totally see that. I guess in the other theme is this marriage a competition? He states like, can two successful black people be married to each other? Yeah. Did you hear that question? And I, I thought did. I did. I mm -hmm. stepped back to think about it, and mm -hmm. I thought, why not? Right. Sure. It depends Why not? on the people, right? It depends on the the maturity levels and you know the agreements made between those two folks. Yeah. You know, but I was thinking about just arguments in marriage in general and how that dynamic can play out depending on where people are in their emotional uh, maturity or whatever in their growth, and to see them really coming to terms with like how far they've come in those three years since she had baby Brooke. You mm -hmm. know? So that was just that, that she almost died dynamic. from. Yeah, right. And he's like, oh, I was three years ago. It was like, really, dude? Like, that was that's how you're gonna that's how you're gonna play. That was like yesterday. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's a traumatic experience, depending on the, the situation and the person. And the right? well, so. and also the fact that she was he quickly forgot she was the breadwinner before yes. he had any oh, of those that deals. Too. That part. She was that the one part. who held them all up. Girl, and then girl, that's that stuff right there hit me. I, I was wait. Yeah. Minute. So how, <laughs> how quickly do we forget? Ooh you know that and right right and he seems to have a short memory i mean he seems to have a very short memory extremely that's why when she's it comes mad to him that's uh -huh, why for sure I, so i'm on I'm, I'm honestly on team joy on this one to be real i am she hard left she i, I know and the thing Joya. was is as petty and funny and stuff as she'd been in this mm -hmm. whole show that last scene Girl. was very raw and like Ooh. she's like look i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do this ugliness right with you. you can come but i'm going she was very nice. She, I don't even know if I'd said was that. Very nice. I would have been very like, "Bye, nice. don't come." Yep. <laughs> and closed the door, and I and I locked it. That's what I would have said. And he took his little glass up there. He sure the did. <laughs> I read somewhere they were like, I think it was on the Facebook group. They were like, "That was the realest shit ever, right there." It really was. Just take that really glass was. and walk. 
Walk your ass right on up those stairs. Take you know, go, go ahead. Yeah. But I was, but uh, hey, that's that is an example of a man who truly does love his wife. It is, and that then that moment you can yeah, see it there. yeah. Even though you know, even though he was being dumb, because I think he's just being dumb in this episode. I think for him as a black man, to be honest, I I feel like they just have a different struggle than black women do, and of so course. It, it it takes a lot to really bridge that gap. And that's that's a whole other conversation. It's a lot. That's a big. It's a huge conversation. It's <laughs> a big one. It's well, big and that one. we don't have, mm-hmm. and that we can't speak to. We can't. Li- we don't mm-hmm. live in that authenticity. Mm-mm. We can speak right. to it, but it's, but mm-hmm. like we can speak. Like I can speak to being a, a mother and a wife. You mm-hmm. can speak to being a wife and educator and being and mm-hmm. all of these things. We live in that authenticity, but being yeah. a black man, we don't. We you know we just. No. We can't feel, and we don't. Uh, we can only guess. I can't only guess how be. a man feels. I can't hardly guess how a man feels anyway on a normal. Exactly. On a norm- in Sometimes I wonder. <laughs> I have no clue why you're thinking this. That doesn't make sense to me at all. At and I am whatsoever. sure. I am a hundred percent sure they are also saying the same thing about us. Why would Most you do definitely. that? You know. I think that they form a good team, and if they can just figure out how to get past all of these issues and this competition and trying to one up each other. I think it would just, it'll, it, it's going to be, it's going to be just fine, you know? And I think that's how it kind of ends for uh, the, agree, this yeah. episode. And I mm-hmm. think that's how we're supposed to take it. Like it was going to be all right. You know, it wasn't yeah. going to be an ongoing yes. issue. Absolutely great episodes. Well, Drea ends it by saying, you know, Hopefully they live to argue it or they, you know, the argument picks up again, like, because if it's ongoing, then they're still in the fight together. Yes, exactly. And they could possibly end up, they could possibly end up split up and, and living in Florida somewhere in a condo (laughs) with nobody. And I thought, oh my gosh, these children have no clue. They just don't know. They don't know anything about life without anybody. It was too funny. That whole scene with the kids where they're like, they're like, what is this carpet? What is that on the hardwood floors? And they're oh like, that's goodness. called carpet. <laughs> oh, that was great. Was that at the yes, funniest the part? Siblings. Like, that who changed so your diapers? You didn't have a Lupe? <laughs> like, uh, I said, his, oh, my god. And didn't you just love his little curls? Oh, like, my, I love oh my I love his hair. I love that little boy's so hair. precious. I love these two episodes. This, these two might be oh, my yes. favorite so far. These two so far are, are up there for me, especially episode five. Most definitely episode yeah. five. It brought up a lot of interesting themes and ideas that I hadn't considered, and I really enjoyed it. Awesome, yeah. Same. Well, you guys, make sure you join us again. We will yes. be back. Discuss the last couple episodes of Netflix's hashtag Black AF. <laughs> Have a wonderful day and join us again. All right. This is Aisha. And this is Ashley. Thanks. Thank you for listening. This has been an original Pod Clubhouse production. Pod Clubhouse is a podcast network dedicated to encouraging collaboration among podcasters and friends to bring a fresh voice and diverse perspective on a wide array of content. Please visit and leave a comment for us at podclubhouse.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast feeds on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us at Pod Clubhouse. Our DMs are always open, and we'd love to hear from you.